Hello and welcome to Bite Size Strategy, the podcast that provides you with less fluff and more stuff that you can actually use to grow your brand online. In every episode, we cut the banter, we get down to business, and we talk actionable tips and tricks for online marketing, copywriting, optimizing your website, and more. I'm your host, Ashley Kay, a web designer, digital strategist, and all-around nerd. If you would like to connect with me in between episodes, you can give me a follow on Instagram at builditandblossom or check out builditandblossom.com for more. Hey friends, how's it going? How is your February going? Because we are in February now. Isn't that cool? I am recording on Tuesday. I normally record on Monday, but things have just been very hectic around here. I've been very busy. I have been burning that midnight oil, and I just was not able to record on Monday. I had prior commitments, but the important thing is that I'm here. I'm doing it, and we're still getting an episode out this week for you guys. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I have been very busy. Um, I'm currently waiting for an email, a specific email. And to be honest with you, it's not even that important of an email. But for some reason, (laughs) when I'm waiting on like one specific email, I just have like a very anxious vibe. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I am very stressed out right now. I'm very like on edge. I'm very in tune. I keep like checking my inbox like over and over repeatedly, like seriously, like every 60 seconds. I think there's something wrong with me. And I realized that I'm the same way if I have a package out for delivery. So if I ordered something and I know that the box or parcel is out for delivery with like UPS or FedEx or whatever, I'm a nervous wreck. And (laughs) I think part of it has to do with the fact that we have a lot of package thefts in the area that I live in. So we got the porch pirates, you know, they come around, they steal your boxes if you leave them out for any longer than like five minutes. So I want to make sure that when that package is delivered from UPS or FedEx or wherever, I get it immediately and take it inside so it is safe. So, yeah, when I have a package out for delivery, I am just, I'm intense, man. I'll say that. My senses are heightened, so, especially my hearing. My hearing will be very, like, overly in tune, you know what I mean? So I'll be hearing things like the wind blowing, and I'll be like, oh my gosh, do you think that was the UPS driver? Like, I know it's only noon right now, and he normally comes around 3, but maybe he's early today, or maybe it's a different driver, or maybe he took a different route, or maybe there's not a lot of packages out for delivery today, and so he was able to get to my house first, or maybe he skipped his lunch, or maybe he started really early because he needs to be home for dinner with his wife, or something like that. (laughs) And then it turns out that the noise was just the wind or a squirrel or something. And then I'll do that whole thing five minutes later when I hear another breeze in the wind. And I will do that. I will never tire or become exhausted. I will stay at that level until that package is delivered and I bring it inside into the safety. Like it's it's getting a little better, but I think I really need to work on it. Can any of you relate to that? I'm sure I am the only... (laughs) weird one out there. Um, I used to be a little bit better with that, I think, when I lived in a different area that didn't have the package thefts, but since I've lived here, it's a thing. It's a real thing. 
So yeah, let's let's move on. Let's talk about the topic we have for today's episode. We're getting a little technical on you guys, and we are going to be talking about a question that I get asked fairly frequently, which is how to set up custom domain name email. Now, some people may refer to this as business email or professional email. I'm going to be calling it exactly what it is. It is custom domain name email. So let's get started, okay? If you aren't sure what a custom domain name email address is, let me tell you. Instead of having an email address that's at gmail.com or at yahoo.com or at hotmail.com, so you know, it's like sweetpea2022 at gmail.com. Instead of having something like that, you can use your own custom domain name instead of like the at gmail part. For example, my custom domain name email is hello at builditandblossom.com. And hey, if you want to give me a little shout out, you can reach me at that address. So anyone, anywhere, if they own a domain name, can have a custom domain name email address. You don't have to be stuck with just the standard at gmail.com or at hotmail.com or at yahoo.com or whatever. You can use your domain. It just takes a little bit of configuring. And if you don't have your domain name registered yet, well, what are you doing here? (laughs) You should be checking out episode two of the Bite Size Strategy podcast. The title of that episode is The Definitive Guide to Domain Name Strategy, and it's jam-packed with tons of helpful tips that will help you choose the right domain name for your brand or for yourself, or for whatever you're doing online. So if you are in need of a domain name, I would start with that episode and then come over to this episode for uh, more learning about how to set up your custom domain name email. So anyway, yes, once you have a domain name, I highly recommend setting up your custom domain name email address. And the main reason for this is that it looks a lot more professional what looks and sounds more legit. If you email me at builditandblossom at gmail.com or hello at builditandblossom.com. The latter is the right answer. Okay, guys, get the custom domain name email address set up. It's not that hard. It really isn't. And there are a variety of ways that you can set this up. We're going to be covering a handful of these ways here, but Full disclosure, there are other services out there, there are other options, there are other ways to do this that we are not going to be discussing here. And the reason for this is I really don't think you guys need to sit through me talking for hours about every option that is out there. And that's kind of why I named this episode The Quick Guide to Custom Domain Name Email. It's not the definitive guide. We aren't covering everything here. I only want to discuss options and setups that I've personally tried before and can recommend. So that's why we aren't discussing every option today. I also want to mention that these services that we're going to be talking about, they seem to change fairly often in terms of pricing and what's included and even name. So we're going to be talking about a Google solution, for example, and the Google one rebranded and got a name change just as recent as 2020, Um, and they had actually already undergone a name change back in 2016. 
So things change pretty rapidly. Everything should be current, of course, at the time of recording this episode. I'm not hitting you guys with inaccurate or outdated information that I know of, but you'll, of course, always want to check with the services themselves to make sure some of the plans may have updated. Maybe the plan didn't update, but maybe they changed the name or maybe they changed the pricing. You get the picture. So anyway here, what's the first step with kind of figuring out what option you're going to go with here? Well, I would recommend starting out with your budget. So figure out what your budget is for a custom domain name email. There are free ways to do it, which is really awesome. And then there are also paid ways to do this as well. And we are going to be discussing two of each here. I will say that the the intro paid one only costs about $6 per month. So it's not like, you know, it's not like you're going to be spending like hundreds of dollars on this every month. It's not an excessive number. So for most people, the paid options are going to be viable choices as well. But of course, there are some people, and I am one of those people to some extent who kind of am like, well, why would I pay for something if I can get it for free? You know what I mean? And the free options that we're going to talk about today are not awful. So if you don't have any budget to work with for this, don't worry. You're not out of luck. There is an option for you. And I'm going to start here by talking about the paid options first. And I will discuss my very favorite one, which is Google Workspace. So the cost for Google Workspace, the plan that most of us solopreneurs and micro business owners are going to need, is only $6 per month. And if you already have a Gmail account, so you know, a your name at gmail.com email address or something like I mentioned earlier, you know, sweetp122 at gmail.com that you set up in 2004 in high school or whatever. Um, So if you already have that set up and you like the Gmail interface and you're used to it and you're used to working with other Google products like Docs, Sheets, Slides, all of those apps, strongly consider going with Google Workspace for your custom domain name email because Google Workspace uses the same exact interface that you're already familiar with, which is super, super handy. And Google Workspace comes with video and voice conferencing too. Honestly, I've never used this because Zoom is kind of where it's at, am I right? And then you also get, I believe, 30 gigabytes of cloud storage with your standard Google Workspace account. I have been using Google Workspace for my business for years. It was called Google Apps, I think, back when I set mine up in like 2013. And of course, since it's a Google product, you know that it's pretty reliable, secure, all that good stuff. I can't think of any time that I've had any real issues with email deliverability. I really like Google. I am a fan. And this is the option that I most commonly recommend to clients. So again, if $6 fits your budget and you're a Google kind of person, I really suggest going with the Google Workspace option. I also find that the plans and the pricing available that come with Google Workspace, they are very straightforward, unlike our next option. (laughs) Okay, that's a warning. I want you to buckle up because we are going to talk about Microsoft 365 next, and these offerings get a bit 
more complex than Google. And honestly, that's another reason to maybe go the Google route because it's so straightforward and streamlined and just easy compared to this next one, okay? But you know what? If you're in the market for a paid option, but Google is not your thing, maybe you don't like Google for whatever reason, maybe Microsoft is more your jam, you're used to the apps like Microsoft Office and PowerPoint and all that stuff, well, don't worry because there is an option for you. I gotta say, personally, I haven't been a Microsoft person since probably the mid-2000s when I was like 15 and chatting it up on MSN Messenger, which was owned by Microsoft. Did anyone else have that? Those were really the golden years of the internet, I feel like. But um, I haven't really used any Microsoft product since then, so I'm not too familiar with their current offerings. Of course, I know enough to tell you that Microsoft 365 is a viable option for business email. I'll say that. So one of the businesses that I do freelance work for, they use Microsoft 365. And so I have my own email address through it for their business. So I do use Microsoft 365 on a daily basis now, but it is not my favorite. Full disclosure, it's been hard for me to get used to the Microsoft email interface after using Google pretty exclusively for the past 15 years. That being said, you know, of course, that's a situation that's unique to me. And so if you favor Microsoft products and you are used to them, then Microsoft 365 for your custom domain name email may be a great option for you. Now, be warned, there are a lot of plans available and they seem to update them pretty frequently. So like I said, hold on, uh, buckle up. We're going to hit a bit of turbulence here because the offerings are a bit difficult to wrap one's head around. And I had to brew myself up another cup of coffee as I was trying to sort them all out as I was writing the notes for this episode. But I made it and you will too. So I promise you <laughs> we will get through this together. So first of all, when considering the Microsoft 365 email plan options, it's important to note that GoDaddy and Microsoft have a strategic partnership that brings exclusive Microsoft 365 email products to the GoDaddy platform. Full disclosure, in my research for this episode, I stumbled on more than one article detailing why Microsoft 365 for GoDaddy is not good. There seems to be a lot of customer support related issues and customers who have issues when they are trying to migrate their accounts. I can't vouch for any of that because I have not used Microsoft 365 for GoDaddy personally. I'm just telling you what I've read. You know, although I personally would opt to avoid the GoDaddy options that are here, I know a lot of you guys are with GoDaddy and have your domain names registered with them. So I want to do my due diligence here and cover the options that you guys may run into if you choose to set up your email through them. So the goal, I guess, of bringing these exclusive Microsoft 365 plans to GoDaddy with the strategic partnership the goal of all of that is to make the setup process more seamless for users. So if your domain name is already registered with GoDaddy, setting any of these plans up should be pretty seamless. 
If your domain name isn't registered with GoDaddy, don't worry, you can still use Microsoft 365, you just won't use it through GoDaddy. And even if you have registered your domain name with GoDaddy, but you don't want to use a GoDaddy Microsoft 365 plan, well, you can still use a regular Microsoft 365 plan, which is what I professionally recommend anyway. The setup process may be just a little bit more technical, just slightly more technical. Don't be scared. Nothing to fear. Okay, you guys, are you still with me? I feel like <laughs> I feel like that was a lot. If you do go the GoDaddy route, the most basic GoDaddy Microsoft 365 plan is called Email Essentials. And this lets you have the custom domain name email address plus a calendar and 10 gigabytes of email storage. And the intro price for the email essentials plan is $2 per month through GoDaddy, of course. And then it gets up to $6 per month when you renew. There is also an email plus plan. This is the same exact thing, you just get more storage. So instead of 10 gigabytes of storage, you get 50 gigabytes of storage, and it's $1 to $2 more per month than the most basic plan. Then there are higher tiered GoDaddy Microsoft 365 plans, and these ones give you access to online versions of Microsoft apps or products or whatever you want to call them, things like Excel, Word, and PowerPoint. And then you also get one terabyte of online storage. The online business essentials plan has an intro price tag of $7.99 per month, and then it's $10.99 per month when you renew. And then there are two more plans too that give you even more stuff for more money per month. So <laughs> yeah, that's what's going on with the GoDaddy Microsoft 365 products, okay? So now I want to pivot and I want to talk about just Microsoft 365 straight up. So there's no GoDaddy involved in these plans that I'm going to be talking about now. This is just completely straight up through Microsoft 365. And again, this would probably be my preference since there doesn't seem to be as much negative press surrounding these plans or these services. Plus, unless my math is wrong, I'm pretty sure it's more cost effective to just go directly through Microsoft anyway. Like, I don't know, maybe... Maybe I'm not firing on all cylinders today. I don't know, but I think it's more cost effective than doing the GoDaddy stuff. So through Microsoft directly, there is an intro plan, and this is called Microsoft 365 Business Basic. This is $5 per month, and it comes with the email account, one terabyte of cloud storage, access to web and mobile versions of those Microsoft apps like Outlook, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and so on. That is the Microsoft 365 Business Basic Plan. And the next tier plan is Microsoft 365 Business Standard. And that one clocks in at $12.50 per month. And honestly, I looked at what was included. I think that this plan is probably overkill for most people who are solopreneurs or micro business owners, unless you're really, really like looking to utilize the online meetings and calls and stuff through Microsoft Teams. But again, I feel like most of us are using Zoom anyway, so the business basic plan seems like the way to go. Doesn't seem like you need business standard, unless I would say you have 
probably more than like five employees and you're really looking for more like collaboration tools and video conferencing and all that. All right, you guys, we made it through the Microsoft 365 plans. I don't know about you. I'm exhausted. I could turn this podcast off, to be honest, and stop recording and not really care. But <laughs> we got to keep keeping on. We got some more options to talk about. And these ones are exciting because they're free. Okay, so the next option that we're talking about, a reminder here, we've, we've covered Google Workspace and we've covered Microsoft 365 so far. Those were our paid options. Now we're moving on to free options. The first free option is Zoho. And this is a name that you maybe have not heard of since it's not a household name like Google or Microsoft. And Zoho has headquarters in India. And it offers really a similar suite of software and products as the other two. It has a lot of similarities to Google Workspace and Microsoft. And one of the things that Zoho offers is called Zoho Mail. And that's what we're talking about today here. Now, Zoho Mail has paid options, and the first of these starts at only a dollar per month. But there is also a free plan and it's kind of hidden, okay? If you go to like the Zoho Mail website and you're looking at the page and you're looking for plans, make sure you search around for the free offering because currently it's hidden under the paid plans. It's really easy to miss. It almost seems like the only thing that Zoho Mail offers is paid plans because of course they put them up top where everyone is looking. But no, friends, I'll let you know, at least at the time of recording this, there is a plan. It's called Free Forever Plan, and it offers five gigabytes of storage or email storage or whatever per user. And then there's like a 25 megabyte attachment limit. So that's a little bit small. Um, but of course, that is probably why it's the free option, you know. And Zoho also has a pretty nifty app that you can use to check your Zoho mail on your phone, too. I have it. I have been using it for about half a year now, and I think that it's pretty decent. I have had no problems with email deliverability, no issues with any downtime or anything like that. The interface of Zoho Mail is a little bit different than what I am used to. Like I said earlier, I am a Google kind of gal. I am so used to that. That's just my personal history and situation, and so... Of course, you know, Zoho is going to be different than Google, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Personally, if I'm going to pay for email, I'd rather just cough up the $6 a month and use Google. I probably wouldn't pay for Zoho, but for beginners, the free plan is awesome. Or maybe you have a situation where you have a secondary domain that you want email at, but it's not going to be your main inbox. I think in that case, Soho Free Forever Plan is awesome, and I would recommend it, and I have recommended it to a few uh, clients who have had situations like these. So, Zoho Mail is worth checking out. By the way, if you... Um, if you're listening to this now and you're like, wait, what's the name of that? Where can I find that? If you check buildandblossom.com and then you click into the Bite Size Strategy podcast, I have show notes, very, very detailed show notes for each episode, and you'll be able to 
actually find the links for these. And you can also, of course, find summaries of what we've talked about here today in case you aren't remembering everything that I'm saying. But I digress a little bit. Let's finish up here. I want to talk about the last option that we are going to discuss here. This is our second free option for custom domain name email. This is not going to apply to everyone, okay? So depending on um, what type of website you have, this may not apply to you. If you have a Squarespace website, for example, this isn't going to apply to you. But if you have a self-hosted WordPress website, you will have a web hosting plan. You have to in order to have your website up and running. Now, not all, but some web hosts allow you to create custom domain name emails for free. And sometimes the free option may be a little bit hidden. It may be a little bit buried because, of course, these web hosting companies, they're just trying to make money. So, of course, they're going to push their paid options, but a lot of times there are free ones or free versions that you can get. I will say this is probably the least desirable option that we've talked about here today, but it does work, okay? And one downside of this is that sometimes the spam filters are not the best or as powerful as the likes of Google's or Microsoft's. So that's one thing. Um, another big downside of going this route is that the inbox interface for this type of email is usually not very good at all. Lots of them look like they are stuck in 1998. I have been online for a long time now and the interfaces, they honestly, they haven't been updated probably since 2004. They look almost the exact same, like they haven't gotten an update. Um, and they aren't that user friendly. They aren't really exciting to have staring back at you. But I will say there's kind of a workaround because if you hook your email account up to, for example, the Apple Mail app on your iPhone and you primarily are using that to receive and send your emails, well then of course it doesn't really matter that the built-in standard interface for like the webmail through your web host is ugly because you're going to be using your mail app and not dealing with that anyway, so who cares? And there is another workaround for this too. So you can create a redirect and an alias in your regular inbox. So let's say you have a regular your name at gmail.com account and you have been using that for years. You know, you've been getting your business emails at that address, whatever. Well, you can redirect your new custom domain name email to that Gmail inbox. So what would happen in that case is any email that gets sent to you at yourdomain.com will get forwarded to your regular inbox. And you can take it a step further by setting up something that's called an alias, which will allow you to send emails from the regular inbox, but it will look like it's coming from the you at your domain.com address. I know this sounds a bit confusing, but honestly, the setup process is fairly easy. I just completed this for a client a few weeks ago, actually. I'm not going to, you know, be going into the technical setup details on this episode for that or any of these options here today, but I am just giving you the information and I'm letting you know that it's possible. So if it, you know, sparks your interest or you're like, oh, that sounds cool. I want to try that out. You know, of course, make a note write it on a little post note or whatever you got, and you can look it up and find more details later. 
All right, so that wraps up our talk on the different options that you have for setting up your custom domain name email, or at least the ones that we are gonna talk about here today. Before I let you go though, it's not time to say goodbye yet. I want to talk about a few more considerations when it comes to all of this so I can really feel like I sent you off knowing everything that you need to know, okay? So first of all, let's talk about migration. Let's say you start your custom domain email out with Zoho, okay? You opt for that free forever plan or whatever it's called, forever free. I think I got the, the order screwed up. So you start with that plan, but then a year later, you decide you want to switch to Google Workspace or you want to migrate from Microsoft 365 to Google Workspace, whatever, you know, just something like that. There's some migration that needs to be done. Well, migrations are possible, but in my opinion, they are often a pain in the booty. And I say that as a very tech competent person, okay? So I highly encourage you to pick the right fit for you right from the get-go to avoid the migration process if possible. It's not a big, huge deal if you find you need to migrate down the road, but again, if you can avoid it, like, why not, you know? I believe both Google Workspace and Microsoft 365 have free short-term trials, so you can try before you buy and make sure you like these platforms before really committing to them. I also encourage you to keep a clean, organized inbox. <laughs> I say this <laughs> as someone who has, you know, that little like mail app on um, your iPhone. You know, I have like five accounts hooked up to that and my unread uh, email account. You want to know what it is? The little number that pops up? 163,082. <laughs> People die when they see that. So it's too late for me, but I really do encourage you to keep a clean, organized inbox. Make sure you have copies of the most important emails forwarded to an account that you will always have long-term access to. This is going to make migrating less stressful in the event that you need to do that. It's really going to be handy for you knowing that you have backups of all your important stuff. And it also will help if for whatever reason you lose access to your custom domain name email. Maybe shiz it's the fan and you forget to renew your domain name registration and then you subsequently no longer have access to your custom domain name email. Maybe something like that happens. That would not be good. I actually kind of am experiencing something like this now. So I finished my master's degree back in 2015 and I had a .edu email address and they let like the students keep the .edu email addresses and I have certain things hooked up to it. So I had my car loan hooked up to it. I also had my LinkedIn uh, entire LinkedIn account hooked up to this .edu address. Well, I'm not sure what happened because I had been using it, but for whatever reason, they canceled my .edu email address because it looked like I hadn't been using it, like it had been inactive, even though it definitely was not inactive. I was using it every day, getting emails to it every day. And now the .edu address is gone. And I have no idea how I'm going to regain access to my LinkedIn. So that's another helpful tidbit for you, maybe. 
<laughs> if you have accounts with like LinkedIn or any kind of social media and you can add a backup email address to it or like a secondary email address to it, definitely make sure you do because it's going to help you make sure you can still get into your account if for some reason you lose access to the other email. But anyway, that's just my little fun story of something that I've been dealing with. Back to our topic at hand though, once you have your custom domain name email set up, you will need to take extra care if you change your website host or website building platform or whatever. So when you are setting up your email with whatever option you choose, so whether you choose Google Workspace or Zoho Mail or whatever, what you're going to have to do, they will tell you, but what you're going to have to do, you're likely going to have to add a number of records to your domain name. Usually these are MX records that are necessary for delivering your mail. And if you change your website host or your website building platform, sometimes these MX records may not carry over. And so in that instance, you would need to set them up again to ensure mail deliverability does not get affected with the other changes that are going on. And I know I'm starting to venture into really technical territory here, but this is something to be aware of because Obviously, it's important that your inbox and your email deliverability is not interrupted. So if you are working with a website designer or a developer like me, and they need to do anything with your domain name, even if they're asking you to do something with your domain name or the records for your domain name, make sure they know that you have email set up at that domain name. I think it's easy for this to slip through the cracks sometimes. Admittedly, I let this slip through the cracks when I was just starting out back in 2013 because I didn't know that the two things were connected. So I'm giving you a pro tip there. If you need to change anything with your domain name and you have email set up with it, take extra care, okay? So there we have it, guys. That was your quick, maybe maybe not so quick guide to custom domain name email. Yeah, it wasn't so quick after all, but believe me, we could have gotten a lot more in depth because there are so many options out there. Now, you may have noticed I didn't go into the technical setup details here too much for any of these options. And the reason for this is, is that each service is going to have slightly different setup instructions. And this would be way too much to cover here. And also, each of these services, so Google Workspace, Microsoft 365, whatever, each of those has a fairly clear onboarding process, breaking down the setup instructions step by step. And, you know, if you really don't want to try setting it up by yourself, if you really don't want to DIY this, you can always hire someone like me to help set it up for you. Like, really, guys, I would be more than happy to help. I do this all the time for clients, so it's not a huge project. But anyway, to recap what we learned here today, I recommend going with Google Workspace or Microsoft 365 for your custom domain name email if you are wanting a paid custom domain name email option. If you are more about that free lifestyle, I would recommend looking into Zoho Mail or you can also see if you can set one up through your web host, which you can even possibly forward to your existing regular email and also use an alias. So you could kind of have that working through Gmail or Hotmail or Yahoo or whatever the heck you use. 
Choose your surface wisely as migrations can be a pain. They aren't impossible, but why suffer through more technical stuff than you have to, right? You can always try to get a free trial of whatever service you're considering to make sure that you really like it before you dive into the deep end and get really cozy with it. I also recommend keeping a clean, organized inbox. Make sure that you have copies of your most important emails elsewhere in case you lose access to your custom domain email for whatever reason. And this also is going to make any migration process you may need to do in the future easier and more stress-free. All right, you guys, that is a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to this very technical episode of Bite Size Strategy. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to learn more bite-sized tidbits like this, make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite platform. We're on Apple now. I've been waiting for weeks, but we are finally on Apple. You can follow on Apple if you want. You can also leave us a review. That'd be awesome. And by us, I mean me. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Bye. See you next week.